0: welcome. You're about to hear an inspirational message by David Entry. May your faith increase and your heart be stirred towards God as you listen to this life-transforming message. Press subscribe so you're the first to know when the messages are released. Blessed are your ears for the things they hear.
1: So last week I was talking about the uh, mid with free process. Are you really born again? Are you really born of God? So they are what 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 is a, what are the four key rabbis? Repentance, believe, baptize, receive. One more time.
0: Repentance, believe, baptize, receive.
1: What's the meaning of repent? Stop,
0: Stop it. It.
1: <laughs> Repentance in real sense and actual sense of the word means you So. I'm going this way. Repentance means now I'm going this way. I've changed my direction. Repentance is you turn. You have turned your back against something. And genuine repentance means that you acknowledge that this is sin. To you are not happy that you did it. If you don't have that conviction, you can't really repent. So repentance, what, what produces genuine repentance is the fact that you first of all know. Some people feel sorry because they were caught. So if you were not caught, if you are not caught into trouble, would you have repented? There is a difference between remorse and repentance. Remorse is you feel very sorry because you were ashamed, you were caught. Or you feel sorry because it didn't work well, it didn't work out for you. You feel sorry that "Ah, I shouldn't have done this, look at what it has costed me. That's remorse. Repentance is you feel sorry because God was not happy with it. You feel sorry because your lover said he didn't try for me. So repentance means that to repent, it means you have to feel sorry about what you did. Number two, or you have been doing. Number two, it means that you have to know because you can't repent of something you don't know. You repent of the sin you know you shouldn't have done. So you know this is what I've been doing and this is what I'm stopping to do. So God says, no, I know what we are dealing with. And then repentance means you choose not to do it, to stop doing it. So the sin God forgives is the sin we have repented of. It's not necessarily the sin we confess. You are confessing, confession, genuine confession means that I acknowledge that it is wrong, and I turn away from it. But you don't intend to turn away from it, and you're asking God to forgive you. Like, what do you mean by that? Oh God, forgive me for gossiping about that lady, even though after church I'm going to gossip about this one too. I'm not, I'm not ready to stop the gossiping, but at least just when I do it, then you forgive me. When I do it, then okay, God? If you don't do it, I won't save you again. If you don't do it, some people sometimes Satan can inspire you to say, "If God doesn't do this thing, I will stop serving Him." You stop. Even to say, "I will stop serving Him," is a sign that you are not serving Him properly. For that to enter your head, can you ever get to a place where you said, "You are, uh, you st- you are, you are, you, are, you stop being my mother"? Can't, you can't stop that one. So it's maybe she wasn't your mother, and you are. You got friends, you can stop. Because mm. at a point in time, the person wasn't your friend. Nobody was born with a friend. Mm. <laughs> so you don't say that. Uh, you make friends. So that's how you can lose them. And you can choose to eject them out of your lives. But not family. You can't reject family. Your mother cannot change. Even though you are falling out with her, she cannot change. In fact, you look so much like her. That is a concern. Why is it a concern? Because the, what is happening between you and your mother is going to repeat between you and your daughter. Because you look so much you're like your mother, you do what your mother does. Well, so that is repentance. So repent and believe. What do you have to believe? What do you have to believe? That Jesus Christ is the Messiah, the son of God, who died for our sins okay, and resurrected so we can live. And then what? So you have to repent, believe, and then what? What is the meaning of Baptism. Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8, verse 29. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to the chariots. And Philip ran thither to him and had him read the prophet as prophet Isaiah, and said, and he said to the man, So Philip said, "Understand what thou readest?" And I said, "Do you understand what you're reading?" And what did the man say? And he said, "How can I except someone should guide me?" He was reading the Bible, but he didn't understand what he was reading. How many of you have been in that situation before? So the, the truth is nobody actually understands the Bible. You can get it, but fully, you don't really know what it can. He actually is talking about. You can understand what is, you can get what he's trying to say. But to understand the actual point is it takes, the, it takes Christ. If Christ is in you, he helps you. Oh, that being a Christian is what helps you to understand the Bible. So is it not funny when a Muslim tries to quote the Bible to try to prove a point? Yes. I find it so funny and so bizarre, absurd. For you to think that you can read the Bible and understand it because you can read it, you know, A, B, C, D. That, means, that doesn't mean you can read it and understand it. He said, I mean, he said, do you understand what you are reading? Acts chapter 8 verse 30. Do you understand what, what you are reading? He said, do you understand what you are reading? He said, how can I? Unless someone guides me. Someone must teach me these things. That's one of the benefits of being in church, a good church, where you'll be taught the Bible. So unless someone teaches me, and, well, so, so I like what the Bible says, and he asked Philip to come. come. Come, he invited him, join me. So Philip was not in the chariot, but he could hear the man reading. Where, where was the man reading from? Isaiah. Because it's in verse 29. He heard the man reading. Those times, Bibles were read, People and it's still practice, and it's a good practice. You read a Bible aloud. Yeah, you read it aloud. So sometimes when you are at home reading your Bible, it's good to read it aloud. Read it to yourself, read it out. So you can hear the Bible read. One of the ways your faith can grow is faith comes by what? David. Not reading. Wow. <laughs> so the word must be read and you must hear it. There's something, there's a connection between your next miracle and what you are hearing. Because in spiritual things, what you hear is a determinant or is a determining factor in spiritual things. So he heard a voice, said I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, Revelation chapter one verse 10, and I heard behind me. I heard, I heard. Jesus, Paul, he was going to kill Christians. He fell from the horse in Acts chapter nine. And he said, and I heard a voice from heaven. He said, people, those who were with me did not hear it. I I was the only one who heard it. He heard a voice from heaven. Saul, Saul, why persecuted me? His encounter was what he heard. Jesus was being baptized in Luke chapter 3, 21 and the heavens was open. and Bible says the Holy Spirit came down in a bodily form and a voice came and said this is my son, in in my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. A voice comes and you have to hear the voice of God. So, hearing is important. So, as he was reading it, Philip was near the chariot and he could hear, "Hmm, this man is reading Isaiah, Isaiah, Isaiah. And so, then he asked him, excuse me, excuse me, do you understand what you are reading? And the chariot was still going. He said, how can I? Except someone expressed it to me. Can you come on board? He said, okay, come on board. And so he asked him to join him. And then when he, played, uh, when he joined him, the guy was reading the scripture in Isaiah. Okay. That says that he was led to the slaughter. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb before the, his shearers, his he, as a child is silent, so he opened not his mouth. Now, this scripture was written by Isaiah, but it was talking about Jesus Christ. In fact, some theologians believe that Isaiah is the first gospel. There's no prophet who spoke more, all the prophets spoke about Jesus Christ, but no one spoke vividly, vividly, and it's like vividly and accurately and deeply about Christ like Isaiah he described the Christ so much that there's no way you can know the Christ without reading the Isaiah. Or you can know about the prophesied Christ. So it's always the it's the prophet Isaiah said. And so theologians call the book of Isaiah the messianic prophet. Yeah. So when they say messiah, you know about Christ. Christ is the same as messiah. So the messianic prophet, Isaiah. And the man was written Isaiah. And so, when he he was reading Isaiah, go go to the next verse. And then, in 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 his humiliation, his justice was taken away from him. That's talking about Jesus Christ. His justice was taken away. And who will declare his generation for his life was taken from the earth. The next verse. So the Enoch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this? Of himself or somebody else? <laughs> he said, can you tell me, who is the prophet talking about? Is he talking about he himself or he was talking about somebody else? And I like that his next statement. Bible says that. And Philip opened his mouth. And beginning at that, this scripture, he preached Jesus. That means that every scripture is about Jesus. Yeah. Because he began from that scripture and preached Jesus to him. And guess what? Look at the next verse.
0: Now, as they went down the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, see, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized?
1: What hinders me? So there are some things that can hinder you from being baptized. Because you cannot be baptized without that. And what happened? Then Philip said, if you believe with- ah, so what is the condition for baptizing? Believe is not belonging to a church. Belonging to a church is not a Christian condition for being baptized. Believing in Christ is the Christian condition for being baptized. So when I became born again, I was in the church already, but I wasn't born again, and I had already been baptized with some water sprinkled on my head by church tradition. But after I became born again, I now had to baptize, do the believer's baptism. Oh, is someone getting what I'm saying? The believer's baptism. The baptism that only belongs to those who are believed. Those who are matured enough and can believe. A child can't believe. A baby cannot believe. So maybe you are baptized as a baby. No problem. It's church tradition. It's not bad in itself for the church. Every church has their own tradition and stuff like that. But now that you are a believer, now that you have committed your life to Christ, that I believe in Jesus Christ, that he died to save me from my sins. And I could... listen, when we talk about faith to be saved, right? And there's uh, um, uh, there's, there's, there's saving faith good. Saving everybody says saving faith. Saving faith. Say it again. Saving. Faith. Say for the last time. Saving faith. When we say saving faith, we are talking about the faith that makes you receive salvation. Mm-hmm. So somebody say, I believe. Oh, but me too, I believe. How many of us here you were going to church, possibly, maybe with your mother, father, or friends, and neighbors every now and then, and they said Jesus died Was born in Bethlehem, he died on the cross to save us, and all the things they say about Jesus. You believe, but you are not born again. All right. So, Pastor, if you are saying believing, I also believe. Okay, so what is the difference between just believing and saving faith? You had yeah, you had faith that Jesus died, or you believe that Jesus died. But so what has changed now that you are saying I believe Jesus died, and that one is saving you now. I'm getting a little bit theological here but because you people are very intelligent and you are scholars yeah. it's 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 okay to to leave drop distance so so that you are not ignorant when you meet people who talk and want to use in what the, to bully you. At least you are familiar with this because my pastor mentioned this some time ago. You can write it down. This is easy, but those of you writing, you can write this down later. I'm going to check. When we say saving faith or believing to be saved, believe, saving faith, the belief that brings us true salvation has three aspects. The first aspect, I'm going to mention a Latin word. Then I'll explain it. Is that okay? The first aspect is notitia. Noticia. Noticia means notes or data, say data. data. If you say, I believe, you believe what? Um, I believe, oh I believe, so sorry, what do you mean by, what do you believe? The people who are also committing uh, uh, murder in the name of a uh, God or something, they also believe. In fact, atheists also believe they have faith every atheist has faith and their faith is very very interesting faith because it takes a lot more faith to believe that god does not exist it takes a lot more because all the evidence are so strong yeah. so when you say i have faith or i believe what do you believe you remember i asked you that you said believe believe what it's important that's the uh, go back to the enoch and Uh, the eunuch, I say eunuch, the eunuch, (laughs) it says that, Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may be baptized. And he answered and said, I believe that, that that is called, is the noticia, the content of your faith, the data, what are you believing? So you can't just say, I believe, and believe anything at all. But because I believe, I'm a Christian. No, what do you believe? Do you believe that, Jesus God God is the creator of the universe, and we all were created by Him. If you don't believe that, you are not a Christian. You can be in church, but you are not. You can even be a priest. You are not a Christian Mm. because you are believing something contrary to what the Bible teaches. That's why we have the Bible. It is, is the is the sole authority on any subject of faith, so long as Christians are concerned. Anybody who believes contrary to what the Bible teaches cannot be a Christian. Oh, you're not getting me. So when someone says, I'm a Christian, but you know, you can't just believe in the Bible. It's a clear sign you're not actually a Christian. You're not. You are not. Because to be a Christian means that I believe everything the Bible says. So some of you, I'm just telling you ahead of time that you think you're a Christian, but you are not. You're just a church goer. You are not a Christian. If you die, you are not going home because home is not heaven for you. You are not a believer. What do you believe? So every faith must have content. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. That is a summary of the Christian faith. You cannot watch this. The Apostles' Creed, you cannot say, I don't believe any one thing and remain a Christian. Because that is the Christian faith. The, the no tie, noticia, the no noti, the content of what we believe is what has been summarized as the Apostles' Creed. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in God, the Father Almighty. He created the heaven and earth. And in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Virgin Mary. He was born, he was conceived and was born by the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate. He was crucified. He died and he was buried. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and he seated on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Universal Church, the communion of saints, means the fellowship of saints, the communion of saints, the resurrection of the the body, and life everlasting. If you don't believe one of it, you are not a proper Christian. That is what our faith is about. It's not about oh, uh, uh, give me some of the songs we have been singing. I am free. We go there. That doesn't make you a Christian. Going to church doesn't make you a Christian. Owning a Bible doesn't make you a Christian. You own a Bible, does the Bible own you? (laughs) So when someone says I've given my life to Christ, it means that now I'm going to believe fully everything the Bible teaches and live by it. That's a Christian. Whether people like it or not, whether my friends like it or not, whether society likes it or not, I am a Christian and my conscience is held captive by the word of God. I live by the word of God. So this gives us the content of our faith. Notitia. And then after notitia, we have the ascensus. Ascensus. Ascensus is agreement. Because some people can say, yes, this is the, if, if the fact, the information. But well, I don't agree. I don't agree with everything that is said, so it, the facts will be there. No tie. The facts are there, but as a believer, do you agree that Jesus died and resurrected on the third day? Mm. So that is a census. Some people said yes. In fact, when I used to be before I became born again, I was going to church. I believed in I, I believe in God, the Father of my creed, I rece- and I believe it. I believe there is going to be judgment. I believe Jesus is going to return. I believe all that, but I wasn't born again. So just accept that was that was believing. I know the facts, and a census is ac- accepted. I accepted it because I didn't doubt it. I didn't challenge it. I accepted it, but it didn't make me born again. So the third aspect of your faith, saving faith, is fodukia. Fo, fo, for fo do for do. For so when it says when he says that for do, uh, for do uh, for So fiduciary comes from the Greek word, uh, sorry, Latin word fiduciary. And Fiducia, okay. Fidu I said okay, so fiduciary from a Latin fuducia, meaning trust. Uh-huh. So it's from the Latin. Fiducia, which is trust. Trust a person or a, bis- uh, or a business like a bank or a stock you know, brokerage who has the power and obligation to act for another, often called the beneficiary under circumstances. So, to trust. So, f- f- uh, fiducia is to trust. So, noticia, ascensus, fiducia. So now, you have the content of your faith. You accept it. Now you trust and commit your life to it. Until you commit your life to live by it, you are not a Christian. You don't have saving faith. You haven't believed to be saved. So I was going to church. I accepted it. I knew the fact because I was reciting it always. I knew it. I accepted it, but I had not committed my my life to it. So saving faith involves committing your life to it. Fiducia. Fiducia. Ascens. So noticia. A census. Noticia or notai means data. The content. When people say that is why you can't be saying I'm going to church, but actually you don't even know a lot about what the Bible is saying. You don't have an idea about what the Bible has got to say about marriage. You don't have an idea about what the Bible has got to say about relationship between mother and daughter, father and son. You don't know. You don't have an idea about what the Bible has got to say about relationship between employers and employees, between citizens and government. The Bible has something to say about all. You don't have a, an idea about what the Bible has got to say about sex. All you know is ten commandments that shall not commit adultery. No, you have to know better than that yeah. if you're a Christian. So as we come to church, we read our Bible, we begin to know a lot more because our entire faith hinges on what the Bible has said. Are you getting me? And so he said, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And he says that if you believe, then you can be baptized now. I'm taking this to some, I'm taking this somewhere. So but why do I have to be baptized after I've believed? That's the question, the real question here. After I believe, why must I? Because when you are born again, you have to be baptized. Now, in Peter, there's a man called Peter in Acts chapter 10, an angel appeared to Cornelius. He said, send for Peter. And Peter went to Cornelius' house. And Acts chapter 10 verse 44, Bible says, while Peter was just preaching, the Holy Spirit fell on all those who were listening to him. When the Holy Spirit comes upon on the person, do you agree with me that it's part of the rubber? Yeah. <laughs> they received the Holy Spirit, so it's part of the rubber. And I told you the rubber is four. So they have, they have believed and they received the holy spirit repentance bible they didn't mention it but obviously to also be part of it but after oh so now see once the spirit of god fell upon him and bible says that verse 46 they began to speak in tongues for they heard them speak with tongues and magnifying god and then peter answered watch this let's already those who can see the screen let's go So when the guy said to Stephen, sorry, Philip, can I? Be, why can't I be baptized? Philip asked a condition. He said, "If you believe, because believing precedes baptism in Christianity." But this guy, because they received the Holy Spirit, is an indication to Peter that they have already received. So they have had the holy. the, hour, the last are which means you cannot have the first B without the last R, believe. Wow. Believe. To be a Christian, first one is believe. Like a child, to be born, you have to just come out of the womb. Yeah. That, that one start before you're talking about umbilical cord and all that to complete it. Yeah. You must just come out. So, believing, you cannot repent if you don't believe. You can't be baptized if you don't believe. You can't even receive the Holy Spirit if you don't believe. So, they receive the Holy Spirit, means, ah, these guys have believed already. Yeah. And so because they have believed, now that they have received the Holy Spirit, Peter asked, if these guys have received the Holy Spirit, then what stops us from getting them baptized? Which means that if they have believed already, if they have believed, why don't we baptize them? Because baptism or... Re- rece- receiving the holy spirit is part of the process baptism is also part of the process believing is so part of the process and then after you have believed when you leave you repent because when oh i feel like preaching already when when Peter preached in Acts chapter 2. He preached about Jesus Christ. He preached a long message. They were cut to the heart. Verse, verse, verse 37. And they said, men and brethren, what must we do to be saved? And Peter said, what? Repent. Hey. 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 Repent and be baptized. So he, he, Peter used repentance and baptism because the, he knows they have accepted the truth of what he was saying. So now that you have believed, then you have to repent. In Acts chapter 16, verse 30, the prison jailer he asked them, What must I do to be saved? People keep asking this question, and the answer is not one. 30, verse 30. And he brought them out and says, Says, save. I need to be saved. Saving faith. I need to be saved. And then look at verse 31. And they said, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you. That's all. He didn't mention baptism. He didn't mention repentance. But the other place, they said repent. So that's what I'm telling you. Sometimes they are silent on one, but it's part of the four. But the main thing that determines and defines all is that for God so loved the world, I gave his only begotten that whosoever repents, whosoever gets baptized, whosoever receives, no, whoever believes. It starts with believing, but when you believe, it's not all. Repentance must come, baptism must come, and receiving the Holy Spirit so you can live the proper Christian life. Now watch this, what am I talking about? The baptism bit. When I receive the Holy Spirit, yeah, I can receive power to do God's work. When I believe, obviously, I have to believe that Jesus died for me. When I repent, obviously, you have to change your ways because righteousness, peace, joy, you can't say you are in the kingdom of God and you are unrighteous. In, in Titus chapter 1, sorry, chapter 2, verse 11, it says, The grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Verse 12, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust. You see? The teaching us that denying ungodliness. and you, that When you are saved, you have to deny some things and change your ways. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 24, Jesus said, If you are not willing to deny yourself, you can not be my disciple. He says that then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me." That deny himself, did you see that? Oh, come on. If anyone wants to come after me, Jesus I believe in you. It's not the end. You have to also take an action then. Yeah. Believing in Christ, if you are a genuine believer, and you say, I have my, I, 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 I have... I have Fudukia um, in the Lord. I, I trust God. I committed myself to Him. It will show in your ways. He says, deny yourself. You deny yourself. Take up. What do you do with the cross? The cross. What is cross useful? Cross is used for killing. So when he said, take up your cross and follow me. No, if you are dead, you can't be walking. So that means that you consider yourself as a dead man living. Who are you living for? I live for Christ. He died for me so that I can live for him. It's as simple as that. Christ died for me so that I can live for him. He died in my place so I can live in his place. So when I'm living, I'm living his life. So people should look at me and see the glory of Christ manifesting in my life. So repentance is necessary. When you believe, you have to be baptized. What for? Is it not just going under water and getting soaked? What does it change? I just get wet and I clean my I'm fine. So can you tell me a little bit more about baptism? Because it looks like carries, baptism carries such weight in the Bible, in church, in, with believers. It carries such weight, but I don't understand what it signifies or what it stands for. And so we need to look at Romans chapter 6, verse 2, verse 3, and verse 5. So I can just, I, I can just start preaching my message. <laughs> so somebody said, oh. <laughs> certainly not. How shall we who died... To- I, I think we have to go from verse one because you can't start a conversation with certainly not. Can you? It doesn't make sense. I saw her. Hello, uh, uh, Lindsay. Certainly not. Are you okay? Should I take you to the psychiatrist? How can you... So let's, let's start the conversation properly. Even that is not complete, but at least from verse 1 makes a little bit because verse 1 is a continuation from chapter 6, chapter 5, the last verse in chapter 5. Okay, but we can go back and back and back. All right, let's go to the last verse in chapter 5. Oh, it's there already. So then, as sin reign in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Christ. No, go to verse 20. Ah, I see we keep going back. Moreover, the law entered that offense might abound. But where sin abounds, what happens? Grace. Somebody said, Well, oh, I've sinned too much, so God cannot. No, no, no. He said, When you have a lot of sin, God also has a lot of grace. The things have done me, Pastor, you never know. God can never forgive me. He has a lot of grace to cover you. So he said, This one has done more sin than this one. And this one has done more sin than this one. How can you save them equally? He so said, don't worry. There's more grace to cover everyone. So when God is giving you grace to save you, gives you grace that will save you. Give you grace. So where there's more sin, there's what? more grace. That's what he's trying to say. He so said, moreover, sin, the law came in that sin might abound. But where there is more sin, there is also more grace. So then the, this, we can leave this and go to chapter 6, verse 1. And he says that, listen, that's interesting. He said, so should we, concede, should we sin? continue in sin so that because you say when there's more sin so uh, if you want more grace then let me sin more so that grace can be a lot <laughs> yeah that, that's the that's the, see, that's the rationale behind because uh, you just said that when there's more sin there's more grace and I also want more grace I want more grace so uh, let me do more sin so I can get bigger grace than other people so he said What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin so that more grace? Can you give us um, living translation, new living translation? Let's see how I post it. Well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Message Bible. Let's read message together, let's go.
0: So what can we do? Keep on sinning so God can keep on forgiving.
1: Oh God, as for God, he will never run out of forgiveness. Oh, well, then let me go on. Me go on, because he has more forgiveness to give me. You got me? Here, back, back to uh, uh, New King James. So, he said, shall we continue to sin so that grace may abound? Listen to you. the next statement is very strong. Look at it. Okay. Certainly not. Let's all say that together.
0: Certainly not.
1: It is not the proper translation because this is weak. Let's see King James, what King James say. I like King James. You are a believer now. Why would you go and continue and say, God forbid? Forbid that I should go back to that boy. I'm coming, I'm coming. Can I come? Can I come? Can I go there? Can I go there? God forbid that I should go back to that girl. Oh, can you can you come and visit me with your overnight bag? No. My shepherd, God forbid. You must learn how to not just say no. You have to say, God forbid. In other words, despicably uh, disgusting to even think I will do something. Ah, yuck. I'm born again. Should I go back smoking into smoking? God forbid. Or suddenly... My boy, the guy who liked me so much, his father has won an oil contract and he's become a millionaire. He has bought, he bought a new car. He wants to buy a car for me so we can come together. Should we go back for it? Oh, it is only, listen, the Bible says in Peter, I forgot, Second Peter, yeah, oh, I think 2.21, somewhere there, I'm not sure about that. It says that, Dogs go back to their vomit. You know, dog can, and then it goes. If yeah, you see the way yak in some of you, your life is kind of yak because you get born again and you go back to. But it has happened to them, according to the true proverb: A dog returns to his own vomit, and a soul, a soul, have uh, uh, having washed to her uh, wallowing in the mud, pig, when you wash pig, it go back to the mud. <laughs> God wash you from that filthy relationship God wash you from that bad behavior God wash you, save you from that addiction, why are you going back there, why are you going back you are saved, someone shout God forbid don't go back there don't go back there Oh, give me New Living Translation. Let's go. Message. Let's go. (laughs) Scrapped a pig. A dog. So that guy sent you a text. That lady, that lady told you, send you a message. You used to go and mess up with her. God forbid. What? What you don't even like is you don't want to happen is you used to be messing up in the world. Now you have come to church. Why would you want to come and mess up with guys in church?
0: Wow. Hey, what's for really? Been-
1: You are not a dog to return to your vomit. You, yeah, then you go back and then. (laughs) After, look at at how nice preaching has scrubbed you, have washed you. You look now clean. You can, when people are lifting their hands, I am free, you can sing, I am free. Why are you going back to the mud? You are not a pig. When someone is trying to invite you back, in fact, spiritually, he's trying to invite you to a pig kind of life, a dog kind of life. That's why you have to say, You must always use, that's why you need to receive the Holy Spirit. So that with the Holy Spirit, you will be able to keep your body under. So, He says, First Corinthians chapter nine, verse twenty-seven. He said, "I keep my body. My body wants to get up, but I keep it down. Stay down." stay down, stay down. So that after I've come to play music in church, after I've come to preach, I've gone to the street to do outreach. After I've come to sing in church, I've come to wear usher's uniform. I won't go back. I won't go back messing up. You have to, sometimes your body is crying for something, but keep it under. Keep your body. He says that I I discipline my body and bring it under. Subjection. Subjected. I bring it and Less when I have preached, I have sung, I have ushered, I have done set up, I've played, I've been to others, myself, i will be disqualified. You can be doing church activities and end up being disqualified. Why? Because you didn't learn how to keep your body down. Subjection. I, let, let me have the King James. I like the King James. I keep my, I keep, I keep under my body. And bring it in subjection. NIV. No, I beat my body and make it my slave. <laughs> my body said, I don't want to so say you will do it. So I don't want you will do it. Hey, come on, follow. You are God. Your body must obey you. Other than that, your body will make you do things that you feel so bad about and that makes you feel disqualified or get disqualified. Your body. Bring your body under subjection. Shall we continue in sin? Romans chapter 6, verse 1. Shall we continue in sin? That grace may I abound. God forbid. Let's finish the text. Read it.
0: Shall what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that Go grace? Go to verse 2. Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin? Hmm? How shall we
1: who died to sin? Huh?
0: We, how who shall died?
1: we Baptism is a sign that somebody's dead. You died to sin. You died. So when they say you are dead in Christ, it mean, doesn't mean you are committing suicide. It means that you are dead to sin. You don't allow sin to control your life anymore. How shall we, who are dead? That means that those of us who are born again, we are dead to sin. So why are you coming to church with sin? Stop the sinning because you have repented. Go out.
0: Certainly sh- not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it?
1: No, we can't live any longer. No, we are not going back. So these two scriptures should be 2 Second, Second Peter chapter 2, verse 22, and Romans chapter 6, verse 2. I can't go back anymore. It's too late. Do you know when last night I was flying from Ghana to UK, and when the plane took off, there was a guy sitting near me who is this his first time flying. He said, wow, the plane is so big inside. I never knew. <laughs> and, and then at the point in time I could, I, could, I could see I was thinking about him, when this plane takes off and we begin to climb, maybe we'll be afraid, he'll say oh, I don't want to go back again if you don't want to go back, not when the plane takes off, yeah. it's too late, right. Right. the next time you see yourself, you see outside, you step outside you will been in through yeah. yeah you have to be, you be certain and make up your mind God forbid, it's too late for me to turn back. I've gone too far in God to backslide. I've gone too far in church to backslide. Now I sing in the choir. Now I'm Asha. Now I go for outreach. Now I'm in spoken word. I'm in gay dances. I'm a musician in church. You know, I, I lead prayer. In my KOC, I lead prayer. I've come too far. It's too late. I can't go back. Sometimes you feel down. You feel like you know I'm tired. You know sometimes you at Christianity, you had worshiping. Sometimes you feel like you're tired because that's when you have to call Holy Spirit. I need you because it takes the Holy Spirit to continue. You feel tired, but you have to remember yourself. Bring your body under subjection and remind yourself that no girl, it's too late. We can't go back. We gotta keep going. A a Christian songwriter years ago wrote a song and sang it. I think 1995, 19 in the early 90s. It's it's Ron Kenoli. He said, "If you catch hell, don't hold it. And if you are going through hell, don't stop. What do you do? Just keep going. Just keep going. You catch hell, don't hold it. Leave it. And if you are going through hell, don't stop. I'm burning. No, keep going. Keep going forward. Faith has no reverse gear." Faith has no reverse gear, and the armor of Christ and the armor of the Christian, it doesn't have anything to cover your back. Everything is because you are supposed to be going forward. If you start going back, you are exposed. So God is the one who covers your back as you go forward. God is, I got your back. I got your back. God is telling, you, girl, I got your back. You made a silly mistake, but I got you. I got you. It's on me. I got your back. Confess your sin and keep going. Confess your sin. I got your back. I got your back. I got your back. Because after you became born again, you've made some mistakes. You've, 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 you've gone back to a little bit of some vomit. Yeah. But it doesn't mean you should just stand completely. Get back, get, get back up. Get back up. I know I'm talking to somebody. Get back, get back up. Get back up. You are a champion. You are not a loser. You are a winner. Yes. You are not a victim. You are a victim. So don't don't settle, don't settle down in that mess. Get back up, go back and start decide from today. I've said no again, and this time I mean heavy no. And say when you go pray about it, ask the Holy Spirit help me. And when we close, you go tell the devil now come and face me. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready because I have the Holy Spirit as my help. Praise God. He says that Romans chapter. 6 verse 2. It says God forbid, how can we who are, uh, who are dead to sin live? Look at the verse 3. Read really?
0: Oh, Or do you not know that huh? as many of us were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his ah, death.
1: Ah! So baptism introduces you into death. When you say I'm being baptized, that means you are being initiated into the death of Christ. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. something gone die or must die something must die if you are in christ something must die you take yourself to be baptized to die He says don't you know or do you know because how how come that you who are uh how can you uh, verse two god forbid certainly not god forbid how shall we who are who died to sin live any long in it then he says that, oh, oh, didn't you know that once you were baptized, you were baptized into his death? So it's the baptism that started the death. But he said, oh, so you didn't know when you baptized, this is what happened. I'm telling you, that's what happened. That's what he said. That's what happened. Baptized into Christ, we're ba- for do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were actually baptized into his death? Look at the next verse. I like this. Therefore, we are buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we should also walk in newness of life. You are, are, are a changed person. I'm changed. But that's why you have to be baptized. It means that you are ident- identifying with the death of Christ. Other than that, your, your spiritual birth is not complete. That's why I said these guys have be, believed. What, what stops them from being baptized? When you baptize, it means that yes, now the death has been endorsed. I'm dead in Christ. But it's the first 5 I want to take you to. Look at verse 5 for if we have been united together in the likeness of his death oh, 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 is not the end the dying is not the end certainly we also shall be, shall be in the likeness of his resurrection this is very important, that means that if we have accepted the death of Christ then it gives us the permission to walk in the glory of his resurrection so the death, dying is not just dying and ending it. Dying is you are dying so you will live. Can I, can I take you a bit further? In 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 11, it talks about we are dying so life can show. It talks about that this is a faithful sin. For if we die with him, we certainly will, we will also live with him. We shall also live with him. It starts with dying. Baptism is a sign of dying. It's a sign. If you haven't been baptized after you believe, you have to be baptized. Because your believing is not going. I know in my my, my parents' church, me to my parents' church, they baptized me, but it didn't spoil anything when I did the believer's baptism. If you have believed, if you have the noticia, ascensor, fiducia, you have to be baptized. He said they have received the Holy Spirit. What stops us from getting them baptized? Hallelujah. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 10. Verse eleven, Second 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Always carrying our about in our body the dying. Huh? huh? We we are walking, we are living our life, but we carry in our body the dying. Did you see that? The dying of our Lord Jesus. That the why are we doing that? So that the life of Jesus also must, must manifest in our bodies. It starts with dying for the life to actually full expression you can't manifest the life of christ if you don't first share in his death wow. Wow. so it's okay something is dying something is dead in your body in dead in your life that's good so that something better can live it's amazing look at verse 11 Look at verse 11. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake. Why? That the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our human, physical human being. Life of Jesus is being manifested. Why? It starts with being conformed to his death. This is what Christianity is about. Christianity means someone is dead. But he's living. I'm a a walking dead man. I'm dead, but I'm walking. Where do you get? Your, what do you mean by you are dead, but it looks like it's an oxymoron? Oxymoron, dead, but alive. Dead man walking. Yes. He said, I'm crucified with Christ. Galatians 2.20. I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, it's not I. The one who has been crucified. And he said, Nevertheless, I live. Oh, but he said, This life I'm living, I is not I. It is Christ who lives. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You see me alive, I'm dead. So how are you producing your life? How are you living? No, Christ is living in me. Listen, if you are born again, it means that Christ is living his life in you. Christ is living in you. Christ is living in you. There are so many scriptures I can show you. But let me show you these two, last two. Is that okay? Do you like the scriptures? If you don't like the scripture, I feel, really feel sorry for you. If you like the scriptures, by God's grace, you have a pastor who has also got a lot of it inside him. Got a lot of scripture inside him. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 31. What? Is this in the Bible? Yeah, girl. It's there. It's there. Let's all read. Those who can see the screen. Let's already read there now. Let's go. I love by the mercy in which I have Christ Jesus our Lord. I die daily. I what? Die daily. How often? Daily. Don't you you die only once? But what does it mean by I die late daily? When I wake up in my life, I have to every day I have to consider myself dead every day. It's a daily affair. I die daily. I die daily. I die daily. I die daily. Second Corinthians, that's the, this is not the one other scripture, but since you like it, let me add it. Second Corinthians chapter 1 verse 9. Yes, we have the sentence of death in our bodies. Ah, we have it in ourselves. Why? That we should no we should not trust in ourselves but in God who raises the dead. So a Christian is like you are walking, but you know death is working in you. Yeah. My last scripture. This is the main scripture I wanted to start with. But <laughs> Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. Last few weeks ago I spoke about from verse 7. Whatsoever were gained, things were gained to me, I count loss for the excellent knowledge of Christ, and that I may found him, and be, be gain him and I be found in him. But verse 10, verse 10 said, that I may know him and the power of what? I may know what? Him, and what? The power of his that I may know who? Him, and what? The power of his so, resurrection. It's not only knowing him, I want to also know the power of his resurrection. This resurrection life is working in me have to count some things lost that I can know Christ. There are people who call themselves Christians, but they don't know Christ. They don't know him. They don't know Jesus. They just know church songs. They know church people. They say, oh, my church is nice. My church is nice. My church is nice. Who is Christ? Oh, ain't he? he died. Ain't he? I don't know him. That I might know him and the power of his resurrection. Is that all? And what else?
0: And the fellowship I can't hear you. And the fellowship of his suffering. Louder.
1: And
0: the fellowship of his suffering. Let's all
1: say the fellowship of his suffering. The fellowship of his suffering. Everybody say it louder one more time. The fellowship of his suffering. You can't say, Oh, I mean I'm a Christian. That's all it comes with fellowship of suffering. Friends will marginalize you. People will speak negative things about you. Sometimes people persecute you. Sometimes you don't know why they are treating you like that. And it's simply because you now are a Christian. You know, they know you won't do something, so they are beginning to try to punish you. They are trying to hate you because you are a Christian. He said it's called the fellowship of his suffering. Sometimes some church friends can do something against you and really upset, but they know you'll forgive them. So that's why every time he knows I'll forgive, yeah, keep suffering for Jesus. The fellowship of his suffering. You are fellowshipping with the suffering of Christ. And not only that, and being made conformable to his death. Is it there? Being made conformed to his death, I am conforming to, so I die daily for Christ. This is what the baptism is leading us to. But you know that Jesus Christ came and lived a certain life. Do you know he suffered? Did he? Yes. He suffered, and then did he, did he die? Yes. So he suffered, he died, and what happened? he resurrected and he had the resurrection life and he said you to call he calls you and you know what he does he reverses the order he gives you resurrection life so that you can suffer and die for what for the building of the church we oh, didn't get it because you need the resurrection life so he suffered died and got the resurrection life and now he gives us the resurrection life so that we can suffer and die for the producing of the building of the church if you are too proud, you can't do God's work. If you are not full of the Holy Ghost and full of yourself, you won't get God.
0: God bless you for listening to this message. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And visit www.caris.org for videos and upcoming events. Remember a doer of the word and not just a hearer.